When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I'm so excited. We are talking to somebody who is in the UK today. I love that we get to talk with people from around the world. Ain't technology grand. You know, we get to have so much fun with it. So please join me in welcoming Peter DeVillers to our program today. Welcome, Peter. Hi, Deb. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will dive into this because this is going to be a subject that we're going to talk a lot about. So Peter DeVillers is CEO and co-founder of Macanta Software Limited and a small business systems and automation expert. He works with business owners to design, systematize, and automate their business in order to free them up from the day-to-day and help cure their business from the cancer of two-minute tasks. Peter is the author of the number one Amazon international bestseller, Barefoot Business, Three key systems to attract more leads, win more sales, and delight more customers without your business killing you. He is also the one of the co-authors and organizers responsible for bringing together expert contributors on three continents to produce another Amazon number one international bestseller called Franchising Freedom. Peter was born and raised in South Africa, moving to the UK in 1997. He is husband to Sophie, a medical oncology consultant, and papa to the awesome Emily and Olivia. Peter has a passion for hi-fi, music, books, single malt whiskey, and smoker barbecues, after my heart here down in Georgia, (laughs) but he doesn't like wearing shoes. Now that really makes you after my heart. I love the whole pandemic thing because I don't have to put shoes on. (laughs) So again, Peter, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Well, I always like to know how my guests got to where they are today. So give us a little bit more detail and tell us how you discovered that this is your passion in life. Yeah, it it was it was a bit of a long-winded route, but then I suppose for 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 most business owners, it's not really a straight line. Mm -hmm. So I um left school, didn't do a great deal for a couple of years, was gonna do electronic engineering, never enrolled, and then ended up here in the UK. Um, as many Antipodeans did at the time, ended up run, running a bar um, and a restaurant for about five years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, through some moving about, I ended up actually qualifying as an electrical contractor, set up my own business doing that, okay. and then transitioned that into home automation. But home automation before we had Alexa and everything like that, that makes it easy. Um so that business, I ended up using systems a lot in that business. And in particular, at the time, we used Infusionsoft, um, but much more for systems and process management rather than for marketing automation. Um, and then when that business eventually in around 2014, that, that business failed. So I had to close the doors on that. And then just sort of looked up and thought, well, what skill sets have I developed? What can I go and do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I started just doing Infusionsoft configuration for mm-hmm. other small businesses mm-hmm. around the same lines as what I used it myself. So more for the system side and process management. Um, and then I got involved in what was a very early version of what is today Macanta. 
mm-hmm. uh, which was an add-on for Infusionsoft. And then in February 2020, we actually launched as our own standalone platform. Um, and I just, through that journey, just got more and more um, uh, obsessed to a certain extent with finding better ways of automating things and creating systems in businesses. And it's really with a drive to to free the people in those businesses up to to do the work that they are uniquely skilled to do. Because unfortunately, businesses are filled with stuff that needs to be done that mm-hmm. everyone is overqualified for and nobody enjoys doing. So if mm-hmm. we can free them up and get them to do stuff that's delivering real value to both the business and the customers. That's a much more fulfilling environment to work in. I love it. You know, and it, it, it's one of those things that, you know, as small business owners, we do whine about. I have to do invoicing. I hate to have to do invoicing. Ugh, I have to follow up with potential clients. Oh, my God. You know, and, and all of yeah. these things. And those are obviously things that could be automated. And I'm raising my hand. I am one of those people that says to all of those things. And I know I should be automated, even if you know my, my business is fairly small. Mm. But you know, talk to us about why it it for whether you are a business like me that's one person or somebody that has a hundred thousand employees, why really do we need to be automating things? Yeah, so there's probably a few reasons, but the, the key things that stand out for me is, on the one hand, it makes it so much easier to provide a reliable, consistent service mm-hmm. to your customers mm-hmm. if you have automation in place. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it also t- reduces very much the level of training that you need to give someone mm-hmm. in order for them to be a contributing right. member of your team mm-hmm. rather than and and also if you if you have those systems in place it it frees your team up mm-hmm. to get involved when decisions have to be made mm-hmm. because for instance you have to invoice someone or you have to follow up with something there's to a large extent most of the time there are no decisions to be made there right it's just, you, yeah, you just build up a flat do, fee things yeah. like that mm-hmm. and and therefore you may as well hand it off to a piece of software mm-hmm. which is extremely good at not making decisions and just following the rules mm-hmm. so that the, the 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 humans in the business can actually go on and, and do the valuable things mm-hmm. and that that time saving um, is also then enhanced by the fact that a lot of businesses do things the way they're doing it because it's the way they're doing it. Right. Not because it's the best way to do it. And it's this because, is the way we've always yeah, done it. Sally showed John how to do it and John mm-hmm. showed Mark how to do it. Mm-hmm. Sally's not there anymore. Nobody can remember why right. Sally Why does Sally even this. start doing it that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, why is it there? And if we can, if we can just step back and actually create processes and do the automation, then it becomes a lot easier for people to fall into their positions to do the work, but then actually focus on what's, what's important. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, depending on the size of your business, this scales quite dramatically. It's a simple cost saving exercise because yes, there's an investment either time or money at the front end mm-hmm. to get these things in place. Right. But um, so you, you can do this calculation if you, so I talk about the cancer of two minute tasks. Mm-hmm. If you can automate a two minute task, you save two minutes. It's right. not, not, not a, a big deal. deal. Mm-hmm. No, you, and, and that's, and that's why we never start doing it because we think right. it, it only, only takes, takes two me minutes. two minutes to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I forget that I'm doing it 10 times a day. Mm. It's 20 and then minutes. I, yeah, and then I forget, well, actually, I'm doing it 10 times a day is 20 minutes, mm-hmm. but there are 10 people on my team doing this. Mm-hmm. So 200 times a day, now we're at 1,000 times a week, mm-hmm. and when that all rolls out, you actually end up having, and, and just to point out, if you don't employ 10 people, mm-hmm. you still have the same calculations in your right. business because mm-hmm. there's not only one two-minute task to be done. Right, mm-hmm. But you very quickly get to a point where over the course of the year, you are actually spending quite easily the equivalent of 104 eight-hour working days 
wow. just doing these two-minute tasks. So by doing that time and or money investment to automate these things, if you could if you could release an additional 104 days of working capacity in mm -hmm. your business without having to employ additional staff, mm -hmm. you'd bite my hand off for it. Right, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's because we think we, we only see the two-minute task mm -hmm. and think, well, I'll just quickly do that. And then, and then you carry on. So there's, there's just, there's so many reasons um, from my perspective, at least to do this, that just, it frees up time. It generates money. It frees up money. Um, and, and it's not the driver, the way that I look at it, it is not so that you can get rid of the people in your business, mm -hmm. but it's really to give them an environment where they can do really meaningful work okay. and contribute and deliver value. Mm -hmm. You know, and in your book, you talk about the fact that many times people go, well, that's great, but it won't work for my business. And of course, the key is, it, it, you know, it, it works for every business. Like I said, I mean, you know, it, invoicing, great example for me. You know, I'm a small business, got these invoices that have to go out. And I use, you know, online, I use QuickBooks. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm small enough that I use QuickBooks. And but you know, once a month, I would have to stop everything, and I have to, I'd have to send myself reminders. You know, I set them up in my calendar, otherwise I forgot. And I, and they're like, yeah. "Was last month free?" I'm like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, and, and you're lucky if they raise their yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, and that's oh. real professional, right? When your client has to remind yeah. you to invoice, and so then you drop everything, which you know, that's you know, and and then you go off and you do those invoices, and you know, and then. Same thing the next month. Oh, God, I got to do the invoices. And so I automated my invoicing through through QuickBooks. Took me a couple tries, you know, and luckily yeah. my clients were very patient with me because sometimes it emailed them, sometimes they forgot, you know, what format did they want? Because there's mm. different things that, that they get in all of these things. But now, poof, it happens all by itself. Yeah. <laughs> I get the email, so I know ooh, this got done. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, that was to set it up. Like I said, it took a little bit of time for me to figure it out and tweak it and do all of those things. But, you know, it, it, it just it freed up so many things. It freed up me having to remember, freed up me looking stupid. Um, and again, you know, it just it just automates it and, and away it goes. I can be off <clears throat> being barefoot somewhere and not have to, <laughs> to be worrying about it. Yeah, and it, it's I, I think there's a couple of things that hold people back from giving it a go mm -hmm. the one is they think well if i'm going to automate my business i have to automate all of my business right. mm -hmm. in order to get value from mm -hmm. which on the one hand isn't true and on the other hand is impossible because mm -hmm. there will always be things that aren't automated mm -hmm. in your business but also you you don't know what your business will need a year from now so it's something that you have to make peace with that it is never finished and that it's just an ongoing process of optimization once you start. Right. So you can do little chunks, mm -hmm. but you can then take those little chunks and look at your invoicing process. Mm -hmm. People might say, well, actually, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to automate that because what if it goes wrong and it sends mm -hmm. the wrong invoice to the wrong yeah. person? Or forgets right. to invoice them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, automate 90% of it. So automate the create the adding of the contact to your accounting mm -hmm. software. So nobody needs to do double data entry because every time an email gets typed in, it's an opportunity for it to be wrong. Right. <clears throat> automate the generation of the invoice mm -hmm. as and when it needs to be, mm -hmm. but not the sending. Right. So I could double check just, it. Before and then it just goes. a task to say, mm -hmm. hey, here's an invoice to review and mm -hmm. send. So then you, you've taken a snapshot window in your process that you now don't need to think about. Mm -hmm. And when you get the reminder saying, hey, there's an invoice to review and send, you can go in, review it. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Send. And if there's anything wrong with it, then you can take a step back and say, okay, well, what, what, what's wrong in my process that caused this to happen? What, right. input, what input did the system not have to cause this to happen? And then you, you build on it that way. And then you get to a point where you're like, well, okay, I'm completely comfortable with right. it. We'll yeah, now, it's we'll gone right for three months or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll send the, them as well. And then 
then you've now got that chunk. And, and every process in your business can be broken down like that. And that's why the whole thing I, I, I hear a lot, my business is too complex. It's like, well, no, it's not. Because um, I use the example in the book, Porsche, um, make the 911, and you can have it any color you want. Mm -hmm. It comes with just the engine options. There are 22 different options available. Oi. And that, that's let alone all the other bits and pieces. But they still manage to do thousands of these cars every month right. off the production line. And most people listening to this, I can't imagine that your business is more complex than building and, and, and making a Porsche 911. Right. So if they can do it, and, and, and it's because you first just look at the straight line and you say, okay, what process do all my customers have to go through? Mm -hmm. Well, that is a prospect needs to come in. We have a meeting. We agree a price. We do the work. We mm -hmm. invoice. So those are the milestones. Everyone in business has to go through right. that, regardless mm -hmm. of what your business is. Mm -hmm. And then you just start filling in the little links and the bridges and the, the variations, but it's not. And, and yes, if you then a year down the line, you look at it thinking, well, that's really complex. Mm -hmm. And yes, it is. But because you've never had to look at the whole thing and try and build the whole thing in one sitting, it's actually much easier to achieve. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've got that. And, you know, and, and as we said, you know, we've got the people who think they're too small um, you know, and, and again, you know, just simple little things that you can automate. And then we've got the people who see it go bad, you know, and, yeah. and, you know, I, I love it when I get emails, dear first name here, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> well, that, and, that always just reminds you, there is still a human somewhere on yes, the other end. Yes. <laughs> that, that looked at that and went, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. Because I'm sure at least one person said, that's not my first name. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully it wasn't their boss, but, um, but yeah, you know, and, and, or, you know, what I really don't like is, you know, I accept somebody's request to connect on LinkedIn and then 30 seconds later, I get a sales pitch from them. Yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, I, I, I don't mind getting an automated response that says, Hey, it's great to know you. I look forward to seeing your posts. That's yeah. fine. And I know that's an automated pitch. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. But yeah. when, when it just sleeps in or worse, I, I had this happen one time with someone, fairly good business associate friend type of person. And for some reason, we weren't connected on LinkedIn. And so I sent her a request to connect and I got the automated response. It is so nice to virtually meet you, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I was offended. And I sent her a note and I said, hey. What gives? Do you mm. honestly not remember me? I, you know, I mean, I really was, I was hurt. It was like she, and, and she admitted, she said, oh, it's all automated. And I said, well, I got to tell you, it was offensive to me. Yeah. And, and she said, you know, I never thought of that. And, you know, and, and so, so that, that comes in again with, with automating partials mm -hmm, of these mm -hmm. processes. Right. So let's say for instance, you've come off a sales call with someone. Mm -hmm. Well, it's only courteous to send an email. Right. Thank you now, so much. It, Great call. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it, and then you say, well, I can't automate that because what happens is it that the outcome of the call was, well, we've decided not to work together. We've mm -hmm. decided to speak again in two weeks' time, mm -hmm. or we've decided to go ahead and I'll send an invoice over. Which how how? Well, you don't have to automate all of it. Right. You just create three email templates. Mm -hmm with the details around that, but one paragraph that you type. Right. So then when you hang up the phone, you pull mm -hmm. up the template, you mm -hmm. type two lines and mm -hmm. you click send. Because Looking then forward you, to chatting again mm, in two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and then you can also have it that, okay, there's a template with additional information and mm -hmm. attachments and everything mm -hmm. that all you had to do was write that one line and click mm -hmm. send. So mm -hmm. the one line clarifies that there was some personal mm -hmm interaction mm -hmm. but the rest of it the attachments you might want to send after a sales call is pretty much the same for everyone because it's mm -hmm. further information until we speak again in two weeks mm -hmm. so and that then does two things one you write one line instead of five paragraphs mm -hmm. 
you don't have to remember and more often than not forget to mm-hmm. attach the files that you right. wanted to send. And then that's embarrassing. Oh, God, yeah. you forgot to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the text will mention, I want to see the attachment. Mm-hmm. But if you then, if you just, you, you minimize the opportunity for error, but you still keep a manual aspect to that process. And that, and that, that overcomes that risk of automating something that's then inappropriate for the conversation you've just had. Um, and, I, and I think it's just focusing on little levers like that that you can pull that just makes a real difference. Right. You know, and I love having templates, you know, whether mm-hmm. you've got an automated software system or just a Word document that's got a bunch yeah. of, of yeah, stuff in copy it. copy and paste. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, because, yeah, you copy and paste. You're remembering, okay, well, I, you know, this is what I need to say. Hopefully, you've eliminated the grammatical errors, the typos, the, the things yep. like that. Um, you know, and, and I've got several of those, you know, when, uh, when people send in a request and say, hey, we want to be a guest on the program. I've got one that I copy, I paste, you know, and, and I have to personal, you know, I personalize it. So it says, hi, Peter, you know, and, and, um, and then I, you know, thank you so much for submitting. Here's our process, blah, blah, blah. Let us know if you've got any questions. Boom. You know, and, yeah. and so the, the nice thing is I can do it right away. I can stop yeah. and I can send it. If I have to write it, I'm going to think, I'll do that later. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and then, then, and that's then you the find thing. it's three days later or it's yeah. five days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then it's embarrassing and we don't send it. Right. You know, because yeah. we're like, oops. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah because what's that window at what point? Uh, yeah. Is yeah. It too late or or to do reply? you act like, you know, I, I love the ones that I get now and they're clearly spam, but they're trying to trick me and I get them on the phone and I get them both as emails following up on our recent con on the recent email I sent you. So they're, or, you know, or the recent call, Yeah, they're trying to make me feel like, Oh gosh, I missed something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and there've been times where I've been tempted to do that too. It's like, okay, let's just act like I sent it to them. And you know, yeah. did you get this? Um, you know, and we're humans. I mean, you know, if I send something and say, Oh, this got lost in my spam folder. I was on vacation or whatever. People are like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a simple process when you've got the same thing that you say to multiple people, yeah. save it, um, yeah. you know, and, and cut and paste. Um, you know, and, 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 and that's and it, the value of it just grows so mm-hmm. much as, as soon as you, even if you just take on one additional team member, mm-hmm. because now, they can use the template mm-hmm. and all yep. they have to focus on is the bit they add in. Mm-hmm. You don't have to teach them when to send all the other mm-hmm. things. Just just pick the right template right. And, right. and away you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's, it's finding those opportunities in the business to just make everyone's life a bit easier mm-hmm. and, and speed things up, not so much so that you necessarily can get more done, mm-hmm. but just it's just a better way to run a business. It's just more efficient and um, less stressful. Right. Especially at the start of the process, Mm. because a lot of that really is just the, Hey, thank you. Here's what we talked about type of, of thing. Um, You know, and, and, but you know, I I don't even know the stat anymore where, and, and, you know, it's probably changed a bit, especially with COVID because we don't actually go network a lot in person, all those things that, you know, there's, it, it is more than 50%, though. We never follow up. Yeah. You know, we get the business card, we get the email, we get the whatever, and we, for whatever reason, we just don't follow up. And, you know, that's business potentially lost. And, and yeah. that's the, you know, and, and so we all know <laughs> we're bad. We got to do this. But it's that it, taking that start. And, and I'll tell you, one of the biggest things I think is, ugh, it's going to take me so long to set it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. But it, it's it's like anything we do. Mm-hmm. Yes, the first time you try to set something like that up, it'll take you longer than the next time. And the next time will be longer than the time after that. Right. But it'll uh, you you the tools that you use to do this, mm-hmm. you'll only get more and more familiar with right. them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's also, I, th- I think, the reason I would encourage people to just start with something small and then the next really small thing is I think a lot of the time people don't do it in their businesses because they don't actually know what's possible. Right. 
they, they don't know. So I, I was talking to I someone. I think especially small businesses, we think, oh, yeah. that is just for a big business. Yeah, we, we, we think it's like it's for Amazon or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like when the, the, the automation and everything that companies like that have is impressive. Mm-hmm. But equivalent tools are available to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's like, for instance, one tool that we use heavily in our business is Zapier. Mm-hmm. And I love it. On a Monday morning, normally, I get an email from Zapier saying, this week, mm-hmm. done two and a half thousand tasks, mm-hmm. was done. And those are two and a half thousand things that needed mm-hmm. to be done. But it doesn't mean anyone on our team had to do it. Right. And for the, I don't know, $130 a month that I pay Zapier, mm-hmm. I can't find, there's no other way I can get two and no, a half thousand no. things you done know, a you, week. You could hire a college student, and but then have to oversee him the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as much as we might love other people sometimes, they're just not reliable, not, yeah. not, not as reliable as a system can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, w- I was talking to someone and, and they run a marketing agency and every marketing agency, new project comes on, mm-hmm. like, okay, we have to go on something like Dropbox or Google Drive, create mm-hmm. a new client folder, mm-hmm. and then everything gets thrown in there. And depending on who the project lead is, everyone throws it in in a different way, and it's mm-hmm. a right mess. But you can very easily automate it at the moment you say, yeah, this person is now a client. Mm-hmm. Aut- automation creates the client folder with mm-hmm. the client ID and the client name. So mm-hmm. there's a naming convention. And then the automation creates the subfolders for mm-hmm. photos, copy, videos, mm-hmm. files, whatever the it needs to be. Basic things, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what happens, the, the, the additional benefit to that is whenever someone's looking for a video mm-hmm. for an ad campaign, they know exactly where to find it because the naming convention and the filing structure is the same for every client. So all I need to know is the client's name. Right. And then I know where to go and find it. So there's no, oh, can you tell, leaning over to the other person, can mm-hmm. you tell me where's this or mm-hmm. emailing someone and saying, I can't find this, mm-hmm. anything like that. And, and, and those little micro moments of saving time and efficiency, again, just scale over a right. business over the course of a year mm-hmm. and benefits massively. Well, and hey, it's, it's funny when you said, you know, you, you go and ask somebody, hey, where's this? You usually don't just say, hey, Peter, where's that file? It's, hey, Peter, I've been looking for that file. And oh, my gosh, did you see such and such on TV yeah. last night? And then boom, <laughs> yeah. away you go. Yeah, so, so it's the 10 minutes I, I took to look for the file before I decided what I'm going to ask you. And then mm-hmm. it's the conversation that comes. And it's also... Um, I, I, um, there's a really good book, Algorithms to Live By, mm-hmm. and it goes all about our brain processes and, mm-hmm, and data mm-hmm. and things like that. But one of the one of the studies that they did is we talk about two minute tasks, mm-hmm. but if you are focused on doing something and someone interrupts you ah, just yes. for mm-hmm. two minutes, mm-hmm. it actually takes another 17 minutes before you get back to the level of focus you had before you were interrupted. Right. So every Those time squirrels someone are leans, fun, but. <laughs> yeah. And every time someone leans over to ask you a question, that is happening. You, you, you come out of your focus and then you have to find your way back down to it. We think we just go back to the thing we were doing, but mm-hmm. it's never actually right. as smooth a transition as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because along that way you think, ah, I'm going to stop and check emails. Oh, I got a text from, yeah, yeah you know, and, and it's funny. I like long ago, long ago, when I was still in, in corporate America, I, I would not take breaks. You know, I just kept eating, kept, you know, I'd, I'd work at my desk, you know, all those things. And my boss didn't like it, you know, and I, you know, I see, you know, I saw her point because one of the things she was telling me was, you know, it's, it's good for you to take that break, to walk around. Plus, mm. you know, the other employees went, oh, I, you know, and, but I, I told her, I said, you know, when I have to stop my train of thought and go eat, go do whatever, and then come back, it takes me so much longer. I said, so I am a better employee because I do that now, you know, I didn't win that battle. She made, she told me I had to, you know, <laughs> and, I mean, and, and, you know, and, 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 and I, did, I saw her point. I mean, you know, but, but yeah, it, it, when I would have to stop that train of thought 
and go do other things. I mean, sometimes I wouldn't even go back to what I was originally working on because I got so sidetracked that it was like, what was I doing this morning? Yeah. Oh, hmm, yeah. Yeah. No, it is. It, it, it can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, we, 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 we try as, as much as we can to have these things in place. So a, another really good um, reason to use tools for automation and systems and that is mm-hmm. that it, it it gives you that dashboard mm-hmm. so for for us in our product we the, the aim is to get the numbers down to zero mm-hmm. so you log in on a monday morning and it tells you you've got to call so many people you've got mm-hmm. to send these emails mm-hmm. and the aim is to get the number on the widget down to zero mm-hmm. and then you know well you've done what you had to do and then you can get stuck into the distractions mm-hmm. of the day and open your email and everything. Mm-hmm. But it just makes it really easy because it, you can see whether you're making progress or not. Because we find ourselves a lot in business, you get to the end of the day and you feel you've been really busy. But, <laughs> but you don't someone, know what you did. Yeah, if someone <laughs> asked you at the end of the day, what progress did you make today rather than what did you get done, mm-hmm. it, it, it's two very different answers because yes, here are the 25 tasks I completed on my task mm-hmm. list, but any progress? No, mm-hmm. because they were just these little tasks that needed to get done and nothing of value. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you know, we, we also talked about the fact that a lot of those tasks that can be automated, when we do them ourselves, we are overqualified for them. Yeah. Um, you know, doing, say, database entry or invoices or, or things like that is not the best use of my time, um, yeah. you know, or, or you know, and, and you know, it's funny, I, I have what I call the 15-minute rule. If it's going to take me more than 15 minutes that's taking away from what I should be doing, then I need to, to delegate it. Yeah. Um, website development, great thing. You know, I, I love tinkering on my websites. <laughs> I think it's great fun. Usually I break it and then, you know, then we, then we really have problems. But, you know, I, it really, you know, that's not a good use of my time. If it's mm. something I can go in and do mm. in less than 15 minutes, fine, I can do it. But if it's something that's going to take longer, I need to outsource it. Um, yeah. you know, because I'm they're they're not hopefully I pick the people who don't break it. Um, you know, and and I'm able to go off and, and do what else I'm I'm supposed to be doing to make it the money so that they can yeah. be doing stuff. Yeah. No, it's and, and it's funny, especially in small businesses, mm-hmm. we are so guilty often of feeling, well, if it needs to be done, I have to do it. Right. I'm the only one that can do it yeah. the right way. Yeah, but, but those same business owners, mm-hmm. when the heating breaks down, mm-hmm. they call a heating engineer. Right. They don't go to the shop and buy a bunch no. of tools and says, I'm going to have a crack at this. Mm-hmm. But, but for some reason, we get into our businesses and we think, well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and buy a 12 video course and learn how to do this myself. But for some reason in our businesses, we feel that's the way things should be done. Whereas your car breaks down, especially modern cars. I mean, I laugh when I see someone on the side of the road with a hood up. Cause yeah. it's just like, you're like, it's you're not gonna like know. you know what, you, yeah, uh, <laughs> you've got no idea yeah, what's going on in know there. You what, what the parts are, let alone no. how to fix them. I mean, I might be able to pick yeah. out the battery, but. You know, yeah. Yeah. I can it. see whether, the, whether the, the wipers need filling up um, yeah. or anything like that. I can that, see there's but, a hole spurting something out, but I don't yeah. know what it is. So, so I, th- I, th- I think that's, that's another thing to encourage people to just sort of look at it and say, well, where, where are my skills? And I, and I like your 15-minute rule because if it's just quickly doing something, fine, quickly do something if you need to. And, and especially we're, we're very focused on the things that need to be done frequently, mm-hmm. things that are not the outliers right. that, that you think, well, if I have 100 customers, I'm going to have to do this 100 times. Mm-hmm. Well, find a way to only do it twice so that you know what it is and automate it and then move on to the next thing. Um, rather than feeling, well, actually, no, I need to learn exactly how to do this and and go from there. Right. You know, and and it is hard sometimes to give up those tasks. Um, you know, I I have a producer for this podcast. Love her. She's the greatest thing in the world. I think we're getting ready to start our fourth year of of working together. 
And, yeah. you know, and, and, and I'd had a couple before that didn't work. And then I finally figured out the process of treat it. You know, I need a job description. I need yeah. all those various <laughs> things. And so one of the things that, that I had said was, you know, here are the templates, like you were saying before, of the emails that I would send to potential guests, to current guests, to past guests. You know, those were yeah. kind of the, the categories they came into. And I said, but as long as you have the general information in there, feel free to redo it to, to what yeah. works better for you, especially because she's the person working with them. So if yeah. she gets the same question over and over again, then she knows to put that in there. But I tell you, turning loose of that was just, you know, it was like, <laughs> you know, and, and, but I mean, she's freed up several hours in my week yeah. to, to, to do that. Um, you know, and, and is it stuff I could do? Sure. I mean, you know, we can all do those things, but yeah, it's mm. like we said, you know, it's, it's better to have someone else do it. And I tell you, she's, she does a better job at it than I did. Um, well, well, you know, that, and that's, that's the other key. The, that, that's the thing when you start actually. So um, we like to go through a process where you say, okay, for a week, mm-hmm. you just write down and, and it's, it, it sounds tedious and time mm-hmm. consuming, but over the long haul, it is so worth it. But for a week, you just have a, had a paper by your debts mm-hmm. and every 15 minutes just write down what you've been doing mm-hmm. now of course if you do something for 45 minutes you just tick off that you're still doing the same thing mm-hmm. but you just mark that just for a week don't do anything else don't think about it don't worry about it just note down what you're doing mm-hmm. and then at the end of the week you start looking at it and you say okay out of these things on the list mm-hmm. just mark the ones that you are uniquely skilled mm-hmm. to do and then everything else is either delegated to someone else, put automation in place to either do it or to allow for it to be eliminated because there's lots of stuff we do in our business because we're doing something else. Mm-hmm. Well, if we can automate the something else, then here's three things I don't need to do anymore. So if you can do that, and then it's a process of, okay, who do I give this to? Mm-hmm. And you, you find that with everyone in your organization, there are things they are really skilled at doing. Mm-hmm. Get them to focus on that right. and move and move the other things around. Because you may find, well, actually, there's a chunk of stuff that I've been hogging to myself and mm-hmm. I'm doing. But there's actually someone in my business where, for them, it's their key skill. Right. They rock it, at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and, and they love doing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm doing it because it needs to be done. It's like, great, there you go. Now mm-hmm. you do all of that. And mm-hmm. I've now freed up an extra two hours where I can focus on what I'm really good at doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it reminds me, there's a, um, a, a guy over here who was coaching the cycling team um, <clears throat> over here. And they talk about the um, marginal gains. Mm-hmm. So for the, the British Olympic cycling team, they ended up, wherever they toured, taking their own pillows with them hmm. because it's a really small thing. It's a marginal gain, but if you get to sleep the night before a race on mm-hmm. the pillow that you sleep on every mm-hmm. night at home, mm-hmm. just physically for your body, the famil- familiarity and everything mm-hmm. like that, there's that benefit to it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like then- a child wants their blankie. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 to an extent it's that, and just try and keep as many variables in control as you can, but make those marginal gains, and they all just add up to I don't know record breaking gold medals and everything. Mm-hmm. It's not you you don't you don't achieve that level of success and efficiency and and proficiency because of two or three really big things, right? And it's the same in our business if we can just work on these little small on enough of the small things, then we actually achieve an awful lot more. Right. You know, and, and we've been talking about, you know, obviously automating and, and in your book, you talk about there's really just three key systems that, that we should automate. Of course they're the, the biggies. Um, yeah. But it's, you know, it is lead generation, client acquisition, and then client fulfillment. So let's let's talk more about those um, and why you know and 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 kind of some of the the little little parts in there that that we can automate. Yeah. So um, that the clarity around those three things, I have to give credit where it's due. I was fortunate enough um, a few years ago to be in a one day mastermind group with Michael Gerber, who ah, wrote the mm-hmm. email, mm-hmm. um, and he he. 
the first, the morning was a monologue and then the afternoon he dug into all our businesses and he he was just very very clear on on what we should be doing and very helpful <clears throat> and it's really and i also say in the book that you really should read the book twice mm-hmm. once just read through it mm-hmm. and then come back but implement the book in reverse mm-hmm. because so we've got lead generation system client acquisition and client fulfillment mm-hmm. and what happens a lot of the time is we think our businesses aren't progressing the way we want them to because we don't have enough leads mm-hmm. but the reality is for a lot of businesses they have more than enough leads right just most of them fall through the cracks mm-hmm. like we said you know you yeah. you never bother to respond to them yeah so you almost start at the the, the far end at the client at the client fulfillment system and say okay if i were to get a customer this is what needs to happen put that in place and and that can be so for instance going back to the marketing example well when a client comes on board we want to add their details to the accounting system we want to add their folder and subfolders to our google drive mm-hmm. and send them a link to say hey here's the shared folder anything you need to give us just put it in the appropriate folder here um we can assign team members create a project in our project management platform however that is done and if we can systemize and automate as much of that as possible it generates capacity in the business to deal with all the leads we say we need mm-hmm. and and have that and then you know well actually we've we've filled in some cracks there and we're good and then you step back and you say okay client acquisition and that's really from the point where someone has raised their hand mm-hmm. and said i i'm interested in what you're doing mm-hmm. and no more than that they've just said right. i have an interest of varying degree in what you do from that point up to money changing hands for me that's the client acquisition mm-hmm. part of the business and its job is to take people from being leads to actually being customers mm-hmm. and again you've got the same process well a lead has come into the system mm-hmm. at least an initial follow up email can go out which everyone knows is automated and it's fine mm-hmm. but then also automate creating a task for someone to give them a call within a couple of hours ideally or depending on the business within 24 hours and then there's a follow up from that and reminders and and there's then processes around that to guide them to the the money changing hands and then obviously at the front end of that is the lead generation which is anything and everything you do that gets people to raise their hand and say i have an interest in what you're doing and of course there's loads of things that can be there but ideally whenever someone raises their hand they should drop into your CRM system and 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 people should know about it and and everything goes from there okay. and and of course that leads that front end to the business can have many doors like you said networking earlier well you come back from a networking event with a bunch of business cards um facebook ad google ads email marketing whatever it is that you're doing print advertising they all really the aim of all those they're just doors lots of doors into the same room and it's really all of them is designed to get someone to say i'm interested here's my all. name and email yeah yeah and that and that's all it is and from there on it's then okay um they're in the client acquisition so it's really and and yes in reality below that sets a level of systems which is your whatever marketing platforms you're using your CRM system your accounting your proposal system and then of course there's the doing of what you do which is for some people mm-hmm. it's sat at a desk for some people it's out in a workshop mm-hmm. but and and I understand that there is a layer of complexity below those three key systems but if we just start off by by thinking of our businesses conceptually as having these three sections it makes it much easier to then say well okay in in which in which section am i trying to achieve this goal where is this person out of those three because it's very different what's required for client acquisition compared to client fulfillment right um and and 
urgency, frequency of communication or whatever it needs to be. But it's just if you can pinpoint and say, well, actually, currently we've got 75 people in lead generation, we've got 25 people in client acquisition, and we've got 17 people in client fulfillment, mm -hmm. and being able to sort of a bit like the dashboard on a car, being able mm -hmm. to see that's where we are. Right. Um, it just makes it a lot easier to manage. You know, and it's interesting when I've talked to people who have gone through processes like this, one of the things that they have discovered is they thought that there was a lot more human touch that was needed when really an email or something like that is, is, yeah. is sufficient because of the other person's time. You know, yeah. I just want an email that tells me, here's a link to this brochure. I don't want to talk to somebody for 15 minutes about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that's, that's the other tricky part is letting go of some of those things and knowing when it is appropriate to have that human interaction. Yeah. Because, because it, it also, it, and, and that's why it depends on where you are in those three systems. And also it, it um, in reality, it depends on how much am I going to spend as a customer? Mm -hmm. Because if every customer is buying a three three dollar trinket from you, mm -hmm. you can't afford to speak to them. No, no. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's it's not it's not appropriate. Mm -hmm. It's not expected from ninety nine percent of oh, the yeah, people. Oh yeah, I'd be bothered. Buy I'm from like, you what? Anyway. Yeah, it's, I don't don't bring me. I'm, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whereas if if you're asking someone to spend twenty thousand dollars, well, you're going to have to speak to them at least once. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, they're probably not going to just give you twenty thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, there there are there are few things that we will just hand over twenty grand and and not ask any questions. So it's it's it is it's looking at it. The other thing that that um, you made me think of is when business owners go through this, I always see there's a real sort of realization of the fact that they had no idea how their business worked. Right. They thought they knew how. <laughs> Even if it's worked. just them, right? Yeah, they don't act that once they start mapping it out. It's like, ah, oh, so oh yes, that's why this keeps going wrong. Yeah, and it's even yeah. it's even worse. You employ five people. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a system, you've actually got five systems. Right, because they're all doing it the way that works for them. Yeah, rather than rather than the way it works for the business or the customer. Right, you know, and and. And that's always a, a little tricky thing, you know, because people are like, well, I don't want to say how I do it because then somebody else could do it. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, you know, we are all expendable, um, you know, and, and it's funny. I tell people, you know, I kind of like to operate on the hit by a bus theory. If I get hit by a bus, can somebody else do what I do? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, or more importantly, if I want to go on vacation, can yeah. somebody else do what I do? Um, you know, and, and I, I prefer I prefer the second option. Yes, oh yes, most definitely. Um, you know, and, and I think that's you know th that's the theory behind you know like the the four day work week or the four hour mm. work day. I mean, you know, we've seen books that have talked about things like that. It's not that you're not doing stuff; it's that stuff is being done without your direct input. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which I I think it's. It's taken, it, it took me a long time and my brother who's in the business with me, it took him a long time as well because our background growing up is mm -hmm. if you don't work for it, if you, if you don't physically hurt at the end of the day, right. you, do, you didn't work mm -hmm. for what you got. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just the way we grew up because mm -hmm. it was a different time and place. Mm -hmm. Whereas now it's, well, actually, no, I, I can deliver my value in two hours. Mm -hmm. I don't have to stretch it out for eight. If if, I, if I've delivered the valley, so for instance, I've just come um, came back this week from five days in Denmark in Copenhagen, mm -hmm. and and I got up in the morning and did two hours work, mm -hmm. and then I spend the rest of the day with my wife, and the team's working, mm -hmm. and we we get just as much done as we do any other week, mm -hmm. but they don't need me to be there constantly saying, mm -hmm. "How are you getting on? Have you done this? Do you need to do that or anything?" They're completely right. competent, mm -hmm. and I can leave them to do mm -hmm. it. Um, but we have, it's a muscle we have to practice as business owners. Well, and sometimes it's hard to trust people. And I think that's been one of, <coughs> excuse me, one of the things with everybody who's, who's all of a sudden gone virtual. 
you know, they, but, but, but what do you mean? I can't lean over their shoulder and, and look at them and, yeah. and things like that. And I remember I told one person, I said, do you trust them when you're leaning over their shoulder? Mm. Then you should be able to trust them when they're home. And I said, but if you're leaning over their shoulder because you don't trust them, then that's a different problem. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I think that's been kind of one of the realizations that people have come to. But, you know, I'm remembering I, t- I had a guest on one time and, and he was an absolutely wonderful man. And he said, my goal is that I have this great company and I never have to go in. <laughs> you know, he said, yeah. because I empower my employees, I trust my employees, and I know that they're going to do what's right. And if somebody contacts me, it's because they absolutely need me. Yeah. Um, you know, and and he's now he said that that you know he goes in because he loves it and, and things like that. But he said that really should be the goal is you know yeah. it, it you're out you're you're out doing whatever and and you know or maybe it is that you're out there being the rainmaker, getting the business, giving the yeah. programs, all of those things. But yeah, you've you've delegated, you've automated. Yeah, it's also I I, I really like I've I've heard him say it a few times in interviews, um, Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Where he has said that, as the head of a business, mm-hmm. you're not there to make a hundred decisions right. and to do a hundred things. Mm-hmm. If you can make two or three really good decisions a day, that's fine. That mm-hmm. that that's your role. And I think we all we all sort of have to grow from. Um, I, I never forget Michael Gerber. Always he talks about doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's quite funny when he speaks. Every time he says it, he says it three or four times uh-huh. but it is we have to we have to train ourselves to come away from i have to do everything and know exactly what's going on every moment of the day to saying well actually my business is this machine that i'm operating because mm-hmm. it was like imagine driving a car and you have to keep track of where all the pistons are mm-hmm. how fast the gears are spinning everything like that you wouldn't get off the driveway no but as long as you've got the dashboard, the steering wheel, and the mm-hmm. gear stick, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And I think we we want to look at our businesses the same way. Right, right. Well, you know, we, we don't have a lot of time left. And I wanted to talk about something that I saw on your website, and that is your business philosophy of doing good. So tell mm. us more about that, because I just, I think that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so um, this is inspired by a couple of things. The one is Mark Benioff, who's the founder of Salesforce, um, who his big drive is that the the business of business is to do good in the world mm-hmm. and to make the world a better place. So um, we, we've done um, a thing right from the start for us is we took the 1% pledge and what that means is 1% of our revenue right now, mm-hmm. not when we're a $100 million company, mm-hmm. but right now, 1% of our revenue every week goes to a couple of good causes that we've chosen to support. So we we do it through an organization called B1G1, which is buy one, give one. Mm-hmm. So what that does is they have lots of initiatives mm-hmm. aligned to the UN goals and we can then choose, well, I want to support this kind of thing or that kind of thing. So for us, for instance, we do mosquito nets in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Um, some of our money goes towards that. And then some goes towards um, literacy education for Dalit girls in India. Mm-hmm. So, and, and whenever someone, our business is subscription-based, and whenever we process, as in we as in the system mm-hmm. that's in place, Mm-hmm. processes the a, a payment on behalf of a client mm-hmm. they get an email thanking them for depending on their bill ah. how many nets they sent or how many days oh, of vacation they've paid mm-hmm. for and and the great thing is it, it's a real driver for everyone in the business because mm-hmm. yes the more money the, the the more money the business makes great we can all get paid more and the business grows mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and that's really good but the reality is proportionately to the business growth, mm-hmm. our impact on those two good causes and right. anything else we choose mm-hmm. to support in the future grows at the same rate. Mm-hmm. So every time one of our customers adds a new user to the software, mm-hmm. there's more mosquito nets, less malaria, and more mm-hmm. education for girls. Um, so so that's, that's really what we're doing with that. I love it. You know, and 1% doesn't sound like a lot, but it does add up. 
Um, yeah. you know, and, and so I love it. So I, you know, it, it's, it's interesting. I was sitting here thinking, who would I support or what organization, yeah. um, you know, and, and so I love that. And, and maybe, you know, folks as, as we're, you know, starting 2022, think about that, you know, what organization yeah. would you support? And again, whether you're the, you know, the one person in your spare bedroom or, you know, the, the multi-million dollar company, you know, what would you do with that 1%? Yeah. And, and, and it's, it, 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 it's just, it's a great focus point mm-hmm. once you realize, well, actually, no, every time I build someone, that is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was great for me, um, it's maybe a couple of months ago now, that I could send an email to our team saying, thanks for, to all the hard work that you're doing for, for our customers. And I could send to the customers as well, because on, on the B1G1, you pay for impacts. Mm-hmm. And then different impacts have different um, effects. But we've we've just we when I send the email, we had just gone past our first thousand impacts that we were able to make, and it's just great to see that grow. And it's a it's a very positive point of focus. Right, I love it. Well, oh my gosh, Peter, we are almost done. You mentioned a key thing that I want to come back to, and that's subscription service. So tell yeah. us more about what Macanta does. Yeah, so Macanta is really a platform or a tool that allows small to big businesses to create a custom CRM system mm-hmm. with business process management and automation, mm-hmm. but it's completely no code. So mm-hmm. Macanta, a good way to describe it is it's a tub of Lego blocks. Mm-hmm. And then you can decide, am I going to build a square house with a flat roof or am I going to build Starship Enterprise? Mm -hmm. And because it's Lego blocks, you and I know from experience that our businesses will not be the same six months from now to what it is today. And therefore, Macanto allows you to just add more Lego blocks or take one out and swap it for a different block and and do that. And it's, it's, it's automation around tasks and lead assignment and whether you're creating alerts, emails, SMS, data update, data setting. Um, but it's, it's, it's quite a strong package. And one of our key differentiators for between CRMs and what Macanta does is CRMs generally tends to be contact centric. Name and email address gets into a campaign, waits for three days, sends an email. And, yeah, and, and then you get on. another email, then and then yeah. somewhere in there you get that yeah. dear first name. <laughs> yeah, but, but the problem is if you take, for instance, let's take real estate as an example. It's really the property that goes through a process. It's not the person. Yes, I might be the person. My relationship to the property is that I'm selling it. Your relationship might be that you're the agent. And then there are five people who have a relationship of having viewed the property. One of them changes relationship to having placed an offer. Mm-hmm. And you want to drive automation and processes around the property mm-hmm. and those relationships. And that's what Macanto allows you to do. And just to clarify, it's not a CRM for real estate. I just use that as an example because mm-hmm. we all know about right. buying, selling mm-hmm. or renting properties. But we've got lawyers using it. And in their instance, it's a case with everything around it or electrical contracting projects or anything like that. But it just means you can manage those things with the intelligence of those relationships involved. I love it. I love it. Well, how do they find out more information about what you do? So a couple of ways. One way, just go to Mm mechanicacrm.com and get in touch with us there. Or you can just find me on LinkedIn. I'm quite easy to track down. Um, and any questions, anything, more than happy to help, more than happy to have a chat and see how we can help. Perfect. I love it. And you know, maybe that's the, the, a New Year's resolution that people who are, are listening to this or watching need to, to do is to think about what can we automate? You know, let's, let's make things simpler for ourselves and, yeah. and make more money. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget. Mm-hmm. That's that is the key to all of this. Yeah. Well, Peter, do you have any final thoughts for everyone? Um, I think what I'll do is there's you can see there's half a quote on the wall over there mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that actually reads behind me. It reads, "Where is the gorilla?" So um, I'll I'll leave you if you go on YouTube. Where is the gorilla? Mm-hmm. You'll you'll see what that's about. 
But then on the other side of my office, there's also a quote on the wall. And it's from a friend of mine. I was in a mastermind group with him and we were struggling with an issue. And he mm-hmm. then just came up and with the genius question of just saying, can you solve a different problem? And just the context of that was just, well, okay, this is the thing you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. But is there another problem that you haven't looked at that you can solve that will mean this one mm-hmm. isn't relevant anymore? Mm-hmm. And I think when, when if you get stuck on anything, whether it's this topic we've, we've talked about or just business in general or anything, just keep that question in mind. Just can you solve a different problem if you hit, if you hit a, a, a dead end? Cool. Um, I, think, I think I'll leave you with that. I love it. I love it. Well, be sure to check out Peter's book, Barefoot Business. Um, it is, you know, there's there's a there will be a link to it in in the show notes. Um, I am Deb Grebin having a fascinating discussion with Peter DeVillers. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.